Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast-emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. ADBI recently launched the new book, Achieving Energy Security in Asia, Diversification, Integration and Policy Implications at ADBI in Tokyo. In this podcast, co-editor Fahad Taghisadehesare of Waseda University and Dayong Zhang of Southwestern University of Finance and Economics, a discussant at the launch, provide an overview of the book and its unique insights. Linda Arthur, a Senior Capacity Building and Training Specialist at ADBI, moderates. Could I now turn it over to Professor Farhad Taghizadeh, and could I ask him to briefly introduce the book and the various chapters of the book and its themes, and then we'd like to engage Professor Tsang as a discussant. Thank you very much for listening to this um, book launch. When we look at the literature, usually energy security is defined as the reliable and adequate supply of energy at reasonable prices. So this is the most common definition of energy security. So although this um, definition is common, however, um, we try to challenge it and we believe that it is not uh, complete. So we challenge and we try to provide a comprehensive analysis of energy security because um, the term energy security is a multi-faceted uh, issue and we need to look at different aspects, not only the economic aspect, but also political, geopolitical, as well as institutional, legal and regulatory. So this is the first um, issue that we highlighted in this book. We try to provide a comprehensive analysis of energy security. For example, for the economic aspects, we, I mean, we discussed even today that um, increasing the self-sufficiency of energy and reducing the dependency on import or increasing the stability of the energy market. Or for political, the relationship between oil exporter countries and oil importer countries or other sources of energy. For geopolitical, the um, I mean necessities for um, regional cooperation and making a union for promoting the trade and so on. And the term um, institutional, regulatory and legal is also neglected, which is very important. So this is the first um, uniqueness of this book. Secondly, we try to provide a, a quantitative framework because when discussing about the energy security, majority of discussions are very qualitative and descriptive. So we need to bring numbers. Otherwise, if we don't have number for energy security, we cannot set the strategy. We cannot set the goals. So we provided a framework. We provided a 4A framework, uh, 4A's framework in this book. And all chapters try to uh, use this framework. 4A's means that, first of all, availability of energy is important. So many countries are rich for fossil fuels, but this is under the ground. It is not available. So availability means uh, does not necessarily means how much resources are under the ground. Or applicability of technology is very important. Now we are talking about many countries in Pacific region in Asia that they are less developed. How much new technologies are applicable to these countries? Next, acceptability of this technology, whether we can apply this technology to these countries' economies. How much those nations are ready, able to accept this technology. And finally, the affordability and prices. So this is the second 
characteristic of this book and the uniqueness that we try to quantify everything by number. And thirdly, we focused on Asia. So when we looked at the literature, we had shortage of studies on Asia. So we focused on Asia. And we, I mean, in different chapters that I will briefly talk about them, we had studies on different Asian subregions. For example, among Asia, we have ASEAN, Southeast Asia, which is the most integrated region in this, um, in the whole Asian continent. Or we have Central Asia, that the regional integration is very low, energy trade is very low, South Asia, East Asia. So each of these regions need to be studied, need to be analyzed separately. We cannot have a remedy for the whole Asia. So this is another thing that we cover. Thank you very much, Professor Sakizeda. Professor Tsang, the perspective from the People's Republic of China is obviously one that needs to be considered in any discussion regarding energy security in Asia. And as such, we would like to invite your comments on the book today and any others that you may uh, want to insert at this stage. This book, um, including this uh, energy security in Asia, I think is a very, very important issue. And I like the concepts that uh, the authors talk about is diversification, cooperation, and then policy relevance of these books is talking about. I think Asia is very, very uh, big and uh, featured with very different characteristics of countries. I think if, uh, the first part of the book is really talking about four main sub-regions, for example, looking at South Asia and talking about ASEAN, talking about Central Asia and the Caspian area, and also talking about East Asia, China, Japan, and Korea. I think that's very important to look at this kind of sub-regional characteristics in, in terms of energy security. But of course, it, it makes me think about, you know, what can these regions, you know, um, to work together, you know, something that's maybe relevant to, uh, to even broader concepts of cooperation. And also I like to read the books in terms of uh, looking into the very detailed country-specific and region-specific policy relevance discussions in part two. I think I, like, I, like, I read a lot of things that I, I don't want to spend too much space on talking about that and, and uh, which should lead to the, uh, uh, let the uh, readers to explore uh, the rich contents of this book. Uh, a few of these uh, uh, inspirations I get from reading the book is is the following. First of all, I think the, the, one of the chapters bring climate change into, uh, into the framework. I think some of these uh, uh, presenters talk about climate change, the importance of climate change in, in the broader concepts of energy security. So we have the supply of energy, we have the cost of delivery, that means affordability, and then we have a big constraint that climate change. So we have to face what's going on here. It's like the, the uh, the typhoons happen to Japan, and also they, the nature disasters happen more frequently everywhere in the world. So climate change is something we cannot ignore. When we talk about climate change, people normally concentrate a bit more on carbon. But apart from carbon, there are other pollutants that hurt us very much heavily, it's like uh, uh, the environmental uh, issues, air pollution in China and India has become a very, very important question to to the regional development and sustainability. And that's all led to the consum consumption of fossil fuels. And of course, how to balance uh, the, the energy security and also the need of economic growth 
and the broader concept of climate and environmental damage used by energy uh, is something that needs to be uh, think about in the next step. And I also like, and then again, I like this idea of intra-regional, uh, so looking at South Asia, but I think it's probably also need to look at inter-regional cooperations within Asia. So it's bring uh, South Asia, bring these, uh, what CAC, the Central Asia, the Caspian countries, together with these Asia or ASEAN countries, and, and make a broader conversation that is possible. And the last thing I want to see that's perhaps relevant to the discussion we're going to talk about in, uh, this afternoon is uh, from a uh, from a regional perspective to a global perspective. So I think the, uh, we can't, we talk about Asia, we can't ignore the impacts from, for example, the United States of America. So Shell Revolution has made the world very different. The energy market very different. The numerous events happened recently. Uh, you know, some has been uh, so uh, uh, kind of as astonishing, like what happened in the in, in last month in Saudi Arabia, and did the oil price been shooting up twenty percent in the end of the day. That sort of things has been raised. The question, you know, we, we we are in a more interconnected world. So energy, um, so this kind of concept called energy financialization, making these um, international energy markets more. Um, uh, it's much, much special and need to take um, the global perspective, the more broader concept of, of energy market into consideration. A link to ADBI's Achieving Energy Security in Asia, Diversification, Integration and Policy Implications can be found in the show notes of this episode. For more on ADBI and its research, capacity building and training initiatives, please visit adbi.org. This has been Asia's Developing Future. Brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.